Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 49th session of Guru Bodha. Uh, I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Rudupa. Along with uh, 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 Dr. M. B. Guraja, sir, we have uh, uh, Dr. Zagram Shastri, sir. I think this question to Dr. Guraja, sir. If a patient is taking medicine for hypertension, does taking Trifula interfere with medication? Uh, definitely. Uh, we advise patient not to consume any Ayurvedic medicines while taking other medicines at simultaneously at both the medicines together. Means we need to give certain gap, maybe half an hour to 40 minutes gap if it is given and taken. Definitely it won't cause any hindrance to any of the antihypertensive drugs which is already taken by the patient. So I don't think there is any logic behind this whether to consume this one or not to consume it. There is no such issues to be bothered here definitely we can consume trifula because it's a rasayana its effect is entirely different and it won't come in the way of antihypertensive drugs so it can be taken but only thing is that to just to avoid any possible things which we don't know or which is not recorded anywhere in the medical i mean ayurvedic uh, classical text or even the latest researches if it comes to things and many times patient may be taking a variegated drugs we don't know such type of collaboration or the drug-drug interaction might have taken place and such studies are not available. It is better to avoid them to physically mixturing them before taking or maybe uh, taking with very close uh, interface. It is better to give a gap of 40 minutes or 30 minutes that will be fine. We can take it. No issues with that. We have been discussing that if somebody is taking allopathic medicine and Ayurvedic together then better to give 30 to 40 minutes gap. So another question was that is our cardamom, Ushna or Shita. So sharing the Nigantu references here. Kayadeva Nigantu says, Sukshmaila, Mutra, Krucha, Shraha, Shwasa, Kasa, Kafa, Paha. There is Sukshmaila, Shitala is explained by Dhanvantari Nigantu. Ela, Sukshma, Kafa, Shwasa, Kasa. So it, it is again, Bhav Prakasha mentions it as Shita. But then again, it is useful in Kafa disorders such as Shwasa, Kasa, Arsha, etc. So, can you please decipher this uh, tangle, sir? See, very clear, Yela as well as Lavanga, both are Shita and its Virya, but their Rasa is Katu. Here, the drug action of Kafahara, Shwasahara, Kasahara and those things are attributed to its Katurasa, not because of its Shita Guna. When Katurasa is playing that role of uh, Kasahara, or, um, Shwasahara or even Kafahara, the Shita or the Shita um, Virya won't come in the way. So it's very clear, both Yela as well as Lavanga, both are accepted in the classical text and even Nigantus very clearly, they are Shita in Virya. But their action, because we already discussed in the earlier classes also in many of the occasions, a drug action may not be because of just because of its Virya. The drug action may be because of Rasa, it may be because of Vipaka, Virya, and even for the, you know, plenty of things will take place. And there is a drug-drug interaction relationship and how a particular rasa will overcome the effect of virya or how virya will overcome the effect of rasa, all this being discussed. So in case of <coughs> cardamom, it's very clear, yela, it is a shita in virya, but it is still potent kafara because of its katrasa. Thank you, there, sir. That clears many of the doubts regarding uh, cardamom. And it's also interesting that based on the Rasa and Virya mix, how the same medicine would act in a different way. And coming to the similar doubt regarding psyllium husk, many of the scientific journals say it is useful both in diarrhea and constipation. And uh, you know it is also used as one of the remedies for irritable bowel syndrome. How psyllium husk acts and where to use it properly, sir? Since helium has, it is not going to give a very good or convincing effect in case of a diarrhea because it has a typical potency of absorbing the water. Just because of that condition or mean that because of that quality, we cannot use to do a particular condition because there is atisara, there is a excessive sarana of the bodily fluids going out through the adhovaga then we cannot simply accept or anticipate that by giving this one that extra water will be absorbed by this. No, because 
once it is absorbs the extra water becomes a swollen and definitely this cilia mask and all those things will definitely will cause sarana further because the main indication of these things are bulk enhancers they will increase the purusha quantity so that's the reason we use them it may be even uh, masha or it may be even uh, yava or it may be even cilia mask so this is very clear that it should be used in constipation in order to smoothen the movement because it can becomes a lubricative type of thing it is uh, right to so uh, slide on the colon surface so that's the reason we use it but it is not a right type of thing to be used in case of a uh, particularly or you know uh, that adhisara type of conditions that may not be helpful but only is that it has a soothing effect and it can act on the surface of the colon definitely it can be used even in ibs type of irritable bowel syndrome and such conditions but still it is a drug of choice particularly for the constipated things where rukshita is there and where vata is more dominant in that conditions if you can use it with uh, soaked one or even with along with a lot of uh, plenty of water then definitely it is going to help us yeah thank you there sir so the conclusion is more useful in constipation rather than in diarrhea and same with the chia seeds so this is where western ingredients uh, and when they are used in ayurveda treatment how it goes so a lot of questions will come because we have some western practitioners also participating in this so the question is some vaidyas think chia seeds are srotas avarodha channel blocking not sure exactly what's the thought process behind this being a channel blocker what are your thoughts and what are the benefits of chia seeds and in which conditions can it be included in ayurveda treatment diet protocol even though uh, chia seeds definitely uh, it is not from the indian continent and it's originated from the latin america and these chia seeds behave in a typical manner how an indian plant like uh, it's called as holy basil that's one variety or sweet basil that seeds also behave in the same way it's called in very typically in uh, hindi as a sabji beej are in kannada it called as a kamakasturi beeja so these particularly sabji beej or kamakasturi beeja are it is uh, it's also called as one of the you know very famous uh, faluda ingredient it is very clearly when you put it to water it's soaked and that after soaking it is, uh, swells in such a form that it absorbs uh, almost 5 uh, to 6 times or even up to 10 times of its weight such much of water it can absorb and it becomes slimy almost the chia seeds even though it is not from indian continent but it's from the latin american thing but it behaves exactly like the holy basil i mean a sweet basil so it's better if you observe that's uh, even uh, try to analyze it samshamsha kalpana and uh, try to understand its effect on the body similarly with the these uh, drugs which are they explained in ayurveda we come to a conclusion that the chia seeds also behaves in the same fashion uh, it becomes sara after soaking and when it is consumed it is instead of causing a channel blocking it improves the movement so it is be more saraguna yukta so the saraguna will always help in sliding type of effect so it is not going to harm or block the srotasas any so in line with your description that it is sara and probably vata and lomana that's why it's useful in bone health and sugar control inflammation heart health skin benefits and antioxidant effects has been attributed so probably vatahara is safe to say sir no it, it is containing more fibers it's comparatively guru also but once it becomes soaked it becomes even sara so any drug which is guru and sara in nature and sheetha in nature definitely to try to remove the mala from the adobaga so definitely that type of it's colon cleansing and it is definitely going to help in that way and when vata anulomana takes place properly then there will be very good effect on the uh, pakwasha and those areas so it won't cause you any trouble or it won't uh, allow to happen any painful conditions or something like that so it is definitely uh, it's vata uh, hara in nature because of its guru guna and as well as its uh, sara guna so it helps in uh, facilitate the functions of vata chalatva will not be hampered with this so that's the reason this and it contains of course many it contain quercetin and such other things definitely it helps as an antioxidant but doesn't mean that it is an antioxidant you go on eating these things then definitely it will going to cause some problems because of its saraguna so that should not be it should be taken in limited quantity and particular season it is better so it can be even taken as a powder and it can be even soaked and taken but it can be used as a vatahara but there are plenty of other important drugs which can be used as vatahara 
this is one of the drug where if a requirement as particularly in case of uh, constipation and uh, those type of things you can use it even the chia seeds as is a routine protein supplement or something which is containing more fibers or type of uh, thinking with that uh, line if you are eating, consuming this so you can definitely consume in a powder form not as a soaked one but still it is comparably guru in nature sara in nature and it has having a beneficial effect on the colon let me bring in dr raghuram sir to the scene because uh, this is one of the questions which are asked very repeatedly by many of the clients uh, raghuram sir can you explain to me how this ayurvedic formulation will bring me to balance or what do you know about my dosha balance and how are you going to treat it so this is a, a classical case in in some western countries that they they somehow see this ayurveda and dosha and balance and they think that dosha balance is health and imbalance is unhealth and many of the patients who approach doctors may not come for treatment for specific disease they come to just for analysis of the, the doshas or to get uh, pulse diagnosis done so so many uh, i know other allied health issues they may present so if someone asks this how do you approach please raghuram sir is is it a specific question or a general question related to some like uh, ayurvedic herb formulation has been mentioned here it was asked in, in the group so let's assume that you know for any disease you, you give any medicine and they ask this since i don't know the pre context of this particular question if you can just uh, uh, ease in the question for me i'll be able to answer that okay so let's assume that you know some patient comes with cough and you give some medicines you say talisadi chuma and you, they start asking like uh, how do you know this balances my doshas in the chest and how do you know what is my original dosha and how are you going to bring me back to my original dosha level from this anomaly for example okay so there is a lot of uh, confusion uh, regarding this uh, dosha prakriti and also dosha vikruti so generally what happens in uh, the clinical practice is uh, the newer vaidyas uh, so those who don't have experience so they they also will be confused uh, uh, regarding what exactly is the prakriti what is vikruti uh, so in the clinical uh, diagnosis while analyzing the patient while taking the case uh, uh, case history while taking the symptoms or whatever so it will be probably uh, read as prakriti see you now many hospitals and also many clinics doctors provide the dosha prakriti analysis as uh, a part of a complement or, uh, or or as a part of a clinical examination so that will be done so prakriti uh, what see what is the memory of the patient so if the person has come as a uh, healthy person so ayurveda believes in uh, swasthasya urjaskaram and also arthasaroganu so two principles basic principles is uh, treating the diseases and also the balancing the disease in an already uh, healthy individual now different clients approach to the uh, clinics to different doctors different doctors handle uh, the pathologies in different ways now whatever the person is uh, telling uh, now for example we will take that uh, obese person has come into my uh, clinic so generally we uh, the thought process will go towards uh, uh, the medavruddhi and also the other dhatu imbalances and again we will go to the kapha varga so because meda or the fat belongs to the kapha varga so we will think about the kapha varga so all our indications will be there the question is that the physician here is he analyzing that the obesity or the gain in weight or the gain in fat or the bad fat in the system of the person is at present or is it has it been a process or is it right from the beginning like right from the childhood so there are some patients who tell that we were painfully thin painfully thin so that's the word uh, which patients use and we have become obese or gained weight over a period of last Uh, six to seven years please help us out so here uh, the doc- the confusion to the doctors is uh, seeing the obese patient and uh, considering uh, probably the weight gaining tendency would be there in uh, the kapha prakriti person so it might not be in the vata pitta person so here when we take the prakriti the birth prakriti of the person was something else it might be vata pitta or pitta vata or something else but the lifestyle and the different Uh, situations and also the different factors which has influenced over the prakriti of the person has led to the vikruti 
has led to the vikruti just like we consider wa water body as prakruti a serene flow of water as prakruti so when there is a disturbance in it so we get a tsunami so that will be considered as a vikruti okay so when you see a tsunami grading it as a bad water so water always misbehaves and troubles us is wrong because we haven't seen the serene part of uh, the water so similarly we haven't seen the serene uh, part of the fire fire is useful for uh, many good purposes and also it can uh, be very destructive as in the case of volcano or, uh, or something the bigger uh, explosions of the nature so it may be in the case of tornadoes and other things uh, where where wind can be said to be very bad or having a bad or the destructive effect because we haven't seen the serene part of that so in the clinical practice for me is for the vaidyas to differentiate between what is prakriti and what is vikruti for that the case recording should start right from the beginning of their birth what i do in my clinical practice is i ask the patients to send like if i have a 50 year old patient i ask the patient to send the photographs of different dkes and also a childhood photo if possible i will try to record the child uh, that is the birth weight of uh, the individual many people will tell uh, sir we don't know the birth weight so because uh, i'm 50 years old my mother father uh, who are the primary people who have noted my weight aren't existing so we don't know those things so here some assumptions will come into the play so like what was the body frame and how it has been converted okay so here very important is to analyze what is prakriti the patient or the person entering into our clinic has come with a prakriti or a vikruti so while analyzing the prakriti the basic nature of the constitution or the body type of a person we should not be confused and misguided so as to name it as a vikruti or name vikruti as a prakruti so while recording the prakruti one should be very 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 careful uh, so as to see that what work so while recording vikruti it is very important to see what are so this difference between work and or will differentiate between the prakruti and vikruti and also the pathway the passage the journey uh, taken by that particular person what changes have come and then after that the etiological factors come into the question the nidanas so if the person was painfully thin for 30 years what happened after the third decade so is it the physical problems or the physical uh, factors which have contributed is it the mental factors which has contributed is it the stress or emotional factors which have been contributed so what or is it a collective uh, contribution so as to cause imbalance so the question was about the imbalance so what exactly caused the imbalance so here is the role of the nidanas and nidana parivarjana if we can track those if for example the person becoming uh, obese i had a patient from uh, Uh, mumbai long back so the person was very obese so that he could relate the cause for to bullying the child was bullied at the school and the college level and that led to depression and also mental imbalance the person ate indiscriminately and gained weight that is what he was telling so he was more than 105 110 uh, kilograms when i saw the childhood photograph of that uh, person so i got the patient at around 30 30 years of age and the gain in weight for the last 15 years uh, the childhood photo or the adolescent photo was totally different i could not uh, differentiate between those two characters i they, they were just like two different characters totally coming from two different planets so here is where the etiological factors so here treating that particular condition balancing here is a uh, not all about the dosha balance as the question was tending towards the dosha balance how i would uh, identify the patient may ask uh, uh, see if i get a obese person with the psychological uh, factors involving in uh, gain in weight if i go on giving some udvartana or some treatment to reduce the weight uh, or manipulate him through the panchakarma measures and also some oral medications uh, to reduce the weight that's not going to work so because here is a strong mental component i always ask my patients are you a body over mind person or a mind over body person so what is strong in you you manipulate your body with the mind strength or you manipulate your mind with the physical strength so these are two different categories of people so as you said dr hebar uh, so as you rightly said about uh, the patient approaching with kasa might come with a question if you give talisadhi churna sitopalaji churna ragasthe haritaki whatever so how how do you uh, know that my kasa will be cured 
okay so first of all we will try to figure out uh, so that is where the nidana panchakas and all those things come the samprapti comes the case history comes so when we take the case history we will be able to correlate to the nidanas so how many nidanas do we have which we can detach from the patient how many seasonal factors are there which we can detach from the patient how many known and unknown diets are there which are contributed to the cause of uh, the cough so here just giving talisadi chulna and sitopaladi chulna doesn't work a chronic smoker if i give sitopaladi or talisadi chulna okay so dr hebar is also well versed in the paishaja kalpana so i am not going to comment on that guruja uh, sir is there very rich uh, resource person for dravaguna so here i am speaking from the kaichikisa perspective that is the clinical perspective so unless and otherwise we ask the person or we pressurize the person or we create an awareness in the mind of the person to keep away the smoking habits nothing is going to happen in the person smoking is injurious to health and the body so the people read and keep smoking so this becomes a pragna parada the person knows most people who are smoking know that smoking is injurious to health if you don't give away that if the patient if the doctor doesn't record that particular uh, uh, aspect of the nidana whatever treatment is given totally fails so, so here i always uh, keep telling my students when you are investigating a case when you are taking a case record you should be a detective i also tell my students to read sherlock holmes agatha christie and watch many investigative shows as doctors so because what you are doing in your clinical practice is also an investigation so the roga pariksha and the rogi pariksha will and a constant practice and also a big experience which we carry will give us the confidence to find out yes at the beginning of the clinical practice it may be difficult but when we slowly carry that experience uh, so we will try to find out with a short history also uh so that is why the students have a opd case and they are trained with a ip case so op case is a short case how to take case history in short and prescribe some medications ip is for chronic cases or or the cases which cannot be handled at opd level so they are admitted in the ip a detailed case uh, is required to analyze so this is all about uh, the roga pariksha and the rogi pariksha and the methodologies used in investigating the case and also uh, differentiating between the prakriti and vikruti identifying the disease and then comes the vikalpa samprapti if i am taking long time dr ebar i would like to conclude here so we will come to the vikalpa samprapti where every fraction of the disease is understood bifurcated dissected it's a surgical process where we try vata the person is having dry cough yes vata may be involved okay which part of vata is uh, uh, involved in uh, causing the kasa okay which vata is is involved whether it is prana whether it is udana or is there a avarna so or there is a chronic case uh, which belongs to the lower uh, gat uh, which is causing uh, some pressure so like a constipation consistently causing a pressure over uh, uh, the chest region can also uh, produce cough so guruja sir rightly mentioned about uh, uh, those drugs about which the question was there how uh, the sramsana and other things will happen uh, how the Uh, saraguna will uh, help and also how it doesn't hamper the chalaguna so this minute understanding of uh, the disease the disease process the patient as a whole so the comprehensive understanding of the problem going into the depth of the investigation and fractional analysis i want to repeat this word uh, fractional analysis of a condition will help a physician to diagnose a given condition and to select a, an appropriate uh, medicine having said that i to have 23 years of clinical practice many times uh, uh, the first prescription may not be the best prescription so because uh, presentations of uh, the conditions the presentation of the cases the diseases are so much uh, vivid and so much uh, different in nature if i have 10 patients of prameha i cannot give the same medications to all, to all those uh, uh, patients so here ayurveda plugs in with the personal approach we have a samanya chikitsa siddhanta and also vishishta chikitsa siddhanta so a generalized line of treatment and a specific a person specific line of treatment we call it as a personalized treatment approach okay so there is p4 medicine we will speak about that at uh, some time so i think uh, i don't know whether i have addressed that particular question or i have encroached it or i have uh, given uh, irrelevant information so but uh, as a clinician i just wanted to tell so the thorough understanding of a disease process is uh, a big investigation just like on the lines of sherlock holmes for the guru sir you had taught us 
when we were in second year BMS and Yoga Vidyana and Vikruti Vidyana, there if somebody asks some question regarding like how the medicine acts or which particular pathophysiology breaks or you know which samprati it, it does vigatana or so it's a case of like patients speaking ayurvedic terms with without much knowledge so it becomes very difficult to uh, handle such thing in a clinical setup where you know we are busy you know treating so in one hand we have to somehow answer the patient there's another strategy which you were mentioning that see we have studied this for like five and a half years and then emd for another three years there's a big pathophysiology there within the disease which cannot be explained which strategy to apply where it's a very simple maybe because of out of experience of so many years i may say that but for a newcomer it may be very difficult but it can be done so first thing is that when a patient approaches to a clinician primary question from the clinician to the patient is whether he has come for a treatment of a disease or whether he wants to know his body nature his prakriti or his doshic balance definitely he has come only for his doshic balance to understand or even prakriti to understand then instead of directly asking him we may have our own questionnaire for that and we can give the printed questionnaire and ask him to fill it up that will give us a lot of information regarding his desires his intentions or his feelings and how he feels about this and certain things which cannot be understood or ruled out by personal examination such things he will give then comes our role as we can understand and we ask we can observe his hair color skin color eye color and his texture and so many things then we can come to a conclusion that what may be his prakriti when he has come only to analyze get the analysis of the prakriti but when he comes for a disease definitely he will be pointing about the lakshanas what he is suffering from and what is the problem he is facing with that and definitely when such lakshanas are there there are certain understanding that each and every lakshana can be brought about by particular doshas so if a person comes and tells that regarding uh, there is a pain usually vata is involved if there is an itching then usually kapha is involved if there is a burning sensation pitta is involved similarly whenever there is a you know, temperature definitely there will be pitta is involved so like that we do a basic analysis and afterwards then we can try to understand that fractional analysis or amshamsha kalpana whatever the program has said the same thing we will understand and once that is achieved then we can go for a treatment aspect so it's basically between the patient approach whether he has come for the prakriti analysis or whether he has come for the purpose of the treatment then when he has come for the purpose of treatment then definitely he will have certain lakshanas and he has quoted that i am suffering from these these lakshanas then we made an analysis we understood certain pathology probable thing and then we given certain medications the herbs when these herbs are given definitely with a span of 3 days or 7 days or 10 days the what lakshanas he was facing are is troubling to him have been nullified mean reduced that itself is suggest that where dosha has been balanced if once the nidana removed nidana parivarjana has taken place and samprapti vigatana has taken place definitely the things will settle down and doshas will come to normal once there is a balance of doshas definitely there will not be any pathological symptoms in his body the patient will not to feel any of the things which may say it is normal so everything becomes normal so that is the one the understanding that we can understand when the doshas have become normal yeah one thing uh, dr abbar uh, i would like to add here is uh, dr gurraj sir also was pointing towards this uh, so we need to uh, stress upon this point so dosha pratyanika and vyadhi pratyanika and ubaya pratyanika chikitsa so like uh, dosha specific uh, this is uh, the easier form of practice like identify the dosha so as uh, gurraj sir said whether it is uh, uh raising temperature or burning sensation correlated with pitta and try some pitta relieving remedy so this is what the beginners start with so like and then we have a vyadhi pratyanika chikitsa so like disease specific treatments so those have to be implemented at the see for, to understand this where dosha pratyanika chikitsa and where vyadhi pratyanika chikitsa should be given and generally 
vyadhi pratyanika will also be dosha pratyanika and sometimes dosha pratyanika also will be vyadhi pratyanika so if i am using uh, the ayurvedic words uh, too much so it is dosha specific or disease specific or specific uh, that is a generalized uh, a treatment where a treatment or a, a therapy or a diet or medicine is suitable for both disease and uh, dosha some may act in uh, both ways to understand this particular aspect we need to understand the six stages of the disease explained by master sushruta that is the shat kriya kala so the initial phase of the disease where the doshas are manifesting themselves like in sanchaya prakopa and prasara stages so probably our dosha pratyanika will work to an extent and also the seasonal remedies will work uh, there so because sanchaya and prakopa the accumulation of doshas in their place and uh, in a small scale is sanchaya accumulation of doshas in a larger scale is called as prakopa and then the tendency to flow out of uh, their place and also to encroach to the others other places is called as prasara in sanchaya and prakopa generally it uh, takes place in the uh, seasonal with seasonal variations the seasonal uh, the variations with respect to the lifestyle with the uh, diet uh, and almost attitude everything related to the seasons so if prakopa is not controlled only then it will progress to the prasara and the next stages of the disease so there the dosha specific remedies can be tried once the uh, doshas get settled in the tissues and start bothering the tissues from the fourth stage of the pathogenesis to the sixth stage fourth and fifth uh, to be very precise these two stages uh, that is stana samshaya wherein the tissues are touched upon the doshas go and touch the so just like uh, the shunting of uh, the two bogies of a train there is a shunting so just they go and disturb and in the last that is in the fifth stage that is the vyakta or vyakti bhava uh, stage there is a larger disturbance and damage to the cells to a smaller extent and the last stage again uh, doesn't belong to most of us because it is a complicated stage abeda uh, avastha in the fourth and fifth stage the vyadhi pratyanika chikitsa or the disease specific treatment will be applicable to understand where which uh, uh, type of treatment should be given whether herb should be given or the formulation should be given or only in sanchaya and prakopa uh, stages in the first two stages of the disease most of the times it is uh, uh, very important to follow the seasonal regimen that's it if you follow the seasonal regimen things will come under control so that is why vagvata also has mentioned sanchaya prakopa prakopa and then suddenly taper prashama so there the immunity of the person and also many other factors will come into the play so where the dosha which has gone naturally in all of us it takes place a small accumulation a small aggravation and a small uh, and an immediate taper if it doesn't taper then it may progress to the next stages as uh, mentioned by uh, sushruta so this is one thing i uh, wanted to tell uh, about uh, Uh, the cho- choice of uh, which so the dosha pratyanika and the vyadhi pratyanika chikitsa so this comes with experience so we try to find out where exactly uh, the disease is this stage is and last point i would like to add is it is not all about the doshas so there is a definition of uh, swasthya or swastha in ayurveda so there should be a balance of dosha balance of uh, the dhatus that is tissues the balance of the malas say so proper and timely excretion of uh, the unwanted things and then prasanna atma indriya manaha so a balance of uh, almost the other faculties other than the physical faculties like the uh, mind the senses and also uh, what we call it as uh, the soul everything all these come into the game so when all these things so if we need to satisfy the definition of health none of us will fall into that uh, particular category of the definition of swastha because all those things should be satisfied so this is one thing i want to track thank you so dr shiva hsn she is doing phd in bicycle Actually, wanted to add something uh, thank you sir really uh, there was a confusion like how to assess prakruti when the person comes to us vikruti this was actually a very um, common question that we used to have as students uh, i have learned a technique simple technique that my guru dr sanna venkatesh sir taught me when i was studying when i was actually working with him in In his uh, clinic so he used to tell a technique which i also found it very practical that whenever a person comes to us always will come with a disease so it is very difficult to analyze the prakriti he used to say you can see his palms so when you see his palms the structure and the features usually suggest we can easily de- define to which prakriti he belongs if they are very slender long it will be usually of vata prakriti or if they are very fat or uh, very uh, structured and uh, it is uh, plumpy 
then it it will be usually of kapha prakriti because the palms are the soles usually they won't change even in the conditions of obesity there may be fat accumulation in the whole body but the palms remain the same even same thing is true with the facial features structure of the nose so all those the facial features too remain the same even in many conditions of the vikruti there are a lot of questions coming in here what is the line of treatment in autoimmune thyroiditis high atpo but normal thyroid hormones agnes vishama and sometimes tikshna how do you please go ahead just a general approach would be helpful sir see definitely when the condition has been diagnosed from the other side of the field that is allopathic field so as autoimmune thyroiditis definitely will have issues related with the hormone and if it is an autoimmune component is disturbed definitely there will be difficulty in treating the conditions and definitely when there is an autoimmune conditions are there these type of diseases fall under the category of either yapya or asadhya type of diseases in ayurveda this type of autoimmune thyroiditis conditions but the drugs almost remains the same if even, even though it may be a simple thyroid issues maybe graves disease or even autoimmune thyroiditis or even hashimoto thyroiditis whatever it may be but when all these comes definitely the role of a physician anywhere across any of the therapies i mean mapathies it is very difficult to manage these things and of course the important treating here is always something like maintaining the agni here so we need to maintain the agni then accordingly these things will settle down and definitely when we are using these type of conditions i mean treating these type of conditions definitely we have given at our disposal only few formulations otherwise we need to mix the combination of our own and use it whatever available to our places nearly so otherwise generally what we can do is only using rasayanas and agnivardaka dravyas can be used thank you there sir moving on to the next one what is an effective or topical application or kashayam etc for 70 year old women with vata rakta complaining of painful sensitive feet so diagnosis was made as vata rakta having painful sensitive uh, feet uh, she she just began with internal herbal formula however would like to have quick pain relief guru ji sir please can you please decipher so definitely for this you can go for guduchari taila topical application if it is a confirmed case of uh, vata rakta otherwise you can even go for the kashaya dhara will look warm kashaya dhara that will going to definitely help her. and of course guduchari kashaya and something like that which internally may be already given i mean already giving in that conditions definitely of course ma manjishtadi kashaya and kaishoru gugudu are the best combination you can use all those things and definitely it will give relief but it takes time it is not easy that with a very instance or a first chance itself the patient will going to get the relief it may take few sittings or it may take few days to show its effect so especially with like disease like a vata rakta etc where you know medicine list has been like very well established and uh, asangradhya gives akeshar gugulu guduchari kashayam lot of guduchi options they have uh, you know master acharya vagpata has given yung shirbula tail etc so it's pretty much easy to follow when we read the samhitas and follow especially when the diagnosis is already made sir if you could able to correlate that what the condition been explained in uh, the modern medicine as gout or something like that which almost correlates with vatarakta ayurveda and of course the total boundary of vatarakta is comparatively bigger than the, what the gouty arthritis is but most of its uh, symptoms fall under this category so we can treat all, all those conditions based on the vatarakta harata type of uh, diseases where we are targeting particularly on the vata as well as raktavashrotas these two things we are taking into consideration and we are using uh, the medications and of course guduchi is the one drug of choice and the best drug because it is vatarakta hara by prabhava any drug which shows an action due to prabhava will always be a better type of action so vatarakta hara action of guduchi is comparably a very high standard action pharmacological action so it is better to use guduchi in different uh, modalities maybe in the form of uh, bala guduchi adikashaya or guduchi adikashaya or even uh, mahamanjishtadi kashaya as well as even guduchari taila external application all those things can be done and staying with the vata rakta to uh, raghuram sir please explain in brief 
in five minutes uh, about panchakarma and vatarakta your experience and what what is there in kaichikitsa so what can you tell tell about it please uh, panchakarma in vatarakta so always vasti will be the best one so again uh, if you are a panchakarma practitioner you should have all the uh, uh, setup of a panchakarma and you should be preparing your uh, uh, own medications and uh, you should have very good like chikitsa chatushpada everything especially the paricharakas uh, uh, the attendants uh, or the masseurs or uh, uh, whoever the helping hand should be really good so the medicine should be available uh, at hand so vasti will be the best one raktamokshana yes many people are not uh, practicing even i am not practicing raktamokshana because of the limitations of uh, so it can be done at the hospital level so at uh, clinical level so yes, uh, as as uh, gurujasar said we'll go with uh, there are many options of uh, kashayams or the grutas or uh, i would like to add pindatail also since uh, patient is having the burning sensation and also the burning foot and the 70 years old uh, uh, patient so we can go with uh, uh pindataila also uh, apart from guduche uh, guluchadi taila which is a fantastic recommendation by dr gurudev sir uh, again kokilaksham kashayam would uh, fall into so regular intake so because i did not know this some uh, while discussing with some keralites uh, i came to know kokilaksham kashayam so there is an indication that uh, the person can take uh, kokilaksham kashayam till the anger comes down gurudev sir and uh, dr hebbar may correct me if i'm wrong uh, till the anger comes down so that means to tell that the person's anger will never come down throughout the life the anger is a part of us that means to tell that the indirect indication is kokilaksham kashayam can be taken for uh, uh, life long and uh, it doesn't have uh, side effects also so since it is an aged patient kokilaksham kashayam in small doses every day i think should uh, work wonder support uh, along with pindataila uh, and coming to the panchakarma yes vasti fantastic results fantastic results it will give so we can even go for kshirabastis uh, uh, especially dashamula kshirabasti fantastic results in uh, vatarakta so again guduchi kashaya kashaya basti or the kshirabasti will be fantastic one should not forget whenever we are uh, speaking about vatarakta guduchi uh, tinaspura cardifale is uh, is the golden choice always golden standard so any formulations having guduchi and uh, these things i think uh, should work out again Uh, the uttana vatrakta or the gambhira vatrakta the chronicity of the disease when it was diagnosed it is acute or acute on chronic or chronic everything will depend on the results and especially the aged patient we need to see if the vatrakta if it has been diagnosed as vatrakta since many years the patient will still be apr asadhya we can only try to relieve the symptoms in the try to relieve so we cannot assure we will try to relieve as much as possible and of course aged patient rasayanas are a must rasayana saramas to go with uh, some rasayana again something which is comprising of uh, guduchi uh, or uh, i think dr hebbar or gururaj will uh, gururaj sir will be good enough to suggest some uh, ideal rasayanas so this is about the panchakarma so virechana yes in some cases when you cannot practice uh, uh, vasti so i probably a nitya virechana so something having uh, even even avipattikara has eased uh, the symptoms of vatarakta uh, in many cases along with the vyadihara chikitsa specifically using guduchi and other things kokilaksha etc some external applications kaishora uh, gugulu yes uh, absolutely uh, good one apart from these things uh, some rasayanas and also some uh, nitya virechana so like uh, uh, nimbamruta the erandtela also has uh, worked in uh, some of my cases uh, so because we know the composition of nimbamruta the erandtela dr ebber can share the link so that also has worked good so as nitya virechana small doses relieve the symptoms relieve ease in the pain and uh, related symptoms again what we need to look whether it is acute chronic acute and chronic is there exacerbation and other things so very regular panchakarma therapies at least once in a year is very very mandatory for chronic cases of vatarakta to keep the disease under control so and very important is to follow the have the follow up a proper follow up very very religious approach towards the diet and a customized diet and the personalized diet by your physician and also some medications uh, which are very useful and of course continued rasayana and at least periodic vasti once in a year uh, will be good if uh, the pain or uh, pain or any other symptoms are very frequent on and off just go with uh, some applications uh, like lepas and also the tailas and other things so we can discuss that uh, uh, whenever time permits so i think uh, this much information is sufficient from my end yes between guru rajesh sir and ragram sir we have they have covered like in 10 minutes the entire 
Astangaradiyas Vathar Tachiksa. So thank you very much there. Even in like Dashimala Kshirabhasti is there and to add one more Yastimadu Kshirabhasti and Yastimadu Thaila is also another option given Absolutely. in Astangaradiyas. So to the last question, this is to Gurrathya sir. Manasamitra Vatakam, we agreed in one of the previous sessions that it's not a medicine which can be used very frequently and you know there should be some care to be taken while it is to be used. For example, it cannot be used as frequently as in Brahmi uh, context. Can Manasamitra Vatakam be addictive in patients? And there was a case where the patient itself was demanding for these medicines. So there are two aspects. So I mean, just because patient is demanding, probably it's not addictive, probably it was effective. Please decipher it, uh, Guru Jasa. See, try to understand this. Manasamitra Vataka is a such a type of medicine being prescribed by a doctor to a patient who has an issues with manas, maybe cognitive functions, maybe learning abilities, maybe decision making, maybe overcoming the addictions or whatever it is. So he has some problem with the manas. Only in this type of condition, usually doctor prescribe Manasamitra Vataka. And Manasamitra Vataka do contain the herbo-mineral part of it. So whenever there is a mineral part of it, you cannot continuously simply as an herbal medicine, you cannot take it continuously. The line, we need to stop it. But basically what happens is, Manasamitra Vataka, when it is given to such patients, they'll consume it and they'll find relief. And they have a you know, weakness in their mind that they need something to be as in supporting the mechanism. So if they are taking some other medicines, then we've asked them to stop it and use these medicines, then find it relief. They will try to depend on this. They don't want to stay independently without any medications. So in these type of patients, it is better to give a counseling part more of thing rather than prescribing a medicines. Repeated counseling is required. And along with that medication, to some extent, it will be good. But in any way, Manasamitra Vataka doesn't have the capacity or ability to cause an addiction. This addiction, if it is anybody, any person who is asking for that, he needs to continue with that. Just maybe because of the good effect of the drug or he is having a tendency to depend on something. Some are the other things. If you just uh, skip over from Manasamitra Vataka to some other drug, then he will stick on to that drug because he needs that drug. Without that drug, he feels that I am not complete, I will not be normal. So because of those reasons, that tendency or such type of questions arises. Otherwise, if the Manasamitra Vataka doesn't have any such type of narcotic drugs or anything that which can cause uh, effect of addiction. I've seen this with like chronic constipation and chronic depression and chronic anxiety people. Both of them have a tendency to develop some kind of dependency though the medicine itself is not addictive because of their inner pathophysiology uh, they try to become addictive probably it's a good idea to like cycle the medicines like change a for example in constipation change it once in two months so that patient doesn't become addictive is that a good strategy sir? it's only just we are trying to play with the mind of the patient medicine doesn't any such type of dependency here that is the person is uh, taking this medicine probably because of the good effect of the medicine you don't want to lose that condition if i say that uh, anyhow you are completely normal now why you want to take this medicine let me stop this medicine then you will say sir let it be for this month let it be I'll next month and i'll come and then we can take a decision so when when next come we can say i'm fine now let it be like this sir so he don't want to leave that then you just take a decision that okay you are now fine your uh, doshas are good let, let me reduce the strength of the drug. You change the drug to some other one slowly, then he will stick on to that one. Like that we need to um, prescribe in many occasions. That doesn't mean that the drug has a dependency, but it is a mentality of the person or the patient who had develops a dependency on whatever you give it. Any medicine, if you try to give him uh, Avipathikara also, he will de develop a dependency on Avipathikara Churna also. doesn't mean a Manasamitra Vataka. Uh, last question of the day. I wanted to understand more deeply than in Charaka, in uh, mental health, 
uh, Jarakaji is explaining that one of the methods to balance mental health is Tharya, is the behavioral principles. And then he explains again, Dritti, Smriti and Samadhi. I understand the Samadhi and understand the Smriti of gaining the wholeness of memory. But Dritti in this context, is it more like maintaining the Samadhi in order to be free from distortions of intellect? Because you have to maintain it in order to be free from um, mistake of intellect and have the full memory of the wholeness. Or treaty is meant here more like control of negative thoughts so that you are not dwelling in a past, like in, a, in, in depression. Could you give some light um, to that we could interpret, Charka? One who has a sound mind will definitely will have a good dhriti, smriti, as well as dhriti. See, well, the dhriti, smriti, why has been explained as one of the important factors is that uh, we need to understand, or the patient needs to understand what exactly the truth is. So for any given condition, we try to educate the patient in such a way that, see, this is the truth. What you are feeling or what you are observing or what you are considering itself as a truth, that is not the real truth. That is a false notion. You just come out of that. This is the truth. This is what Acharya has said. Like this, we need to educate them on many occasions. Attaining Samadhi is only one type of thing that cannot be achieved by each and everybody. That is very highly tough task. Second thing, negative vibes and all those things. This doesn't come under the area of uh, so Samadhi and all those things. It comes once, once again very typically Jyoti. What exactly the staring and what exactly the normalcy, what exactly the truth that we need to understand and we need to keep it for a longer time. When that is uh, kept in your mind, at the time required, then it can be recalled. So when these things happen normally, then definitely the mind health, uh, the mental health will be definitely a good one. When you could able to understand this, of course it's fine. Then comes the very higher stage of thing, the Samadhi. This is leaving everything of this world and going something beyond that for a time being, maybe for a short duration or maybe for a long duration. That requires a very, very big task. And that cannot be possible in a level of uh, patient counseling or OPD or something in the IPD levels. It is not possible. It is personal uh, understanding and the personal enlightenment that he needs to go in this direction. Then he can go for the Samadhi. So Samadhi cannot be taught by anybody. Or I, I cannot just uh, as a give a prescription that you need to go for a Samadhi for some time. No, it is not possible. So we can suggest, suggest him to understand what is the truth. The can be enhanced. Dhriti can be enhanced and Smriti can be enhanced by many various methodologies and uh, practices and as well as supporting some major asanas. Attaining a Samadhi or going to that level or um, separating for a temporarily for all these things from the, this world that cannot be from the patient. It is even difficult for even the doctors to achieve that. It requires a lot, lot of efforts. Could you explain one more time that Dhriti, just the meaning of Dhriti is more like restraint from the behavioral habits or it's more like a psychological counseling towards the more of the truths of life or the Dhriti? See, there are three important factors, Dhi, Dhriti and Smriti. Dhi is the natural intellect or the person's mind or a capacity or intellectual in that he could be able to understand what I am telling. Dhriti is the process of learning, understanding it. And Smriti is holding it for a long time and then when it is required, it is being recalled. So, any information which is truth, understanding it, studying it, uh, holding it in for a long time, or even you want to study anything, you require the that intellectual uh, quotient or intellectual property you should have in the inbuilt so that you can read and understand. Dhriti will definitely may try to maintain that uh, information in your brain and Smriti helps to recall it whenever it is required. Thank you. This was very, very helpful. Thank you so much.